long time no see. We're back. And it's um it's July and it is National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. So this month is observed every July to bring awareness to the unique struggles that, you know, people of color all types of minorities face <laughs> regarding mental health in this ratchet ass USA. So <laughs> and other countries. And other countries. Yeah, because there's so much going on. Yeah. Haiti, Cuba, Colombia. South Africa. It's so crazy how all those places have like predominantly like it's so interesting how they all have their own minority systems in their own sense and like the minorities there are so oppressed as well. Yeah, not acknowledged. Yeah, not acknowledged and like really underlooked. But um, yeah, I guess we're jumping right in. Right. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um. So pretty much, I mean, let's let's go back to basics. What is mental health for you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mental health for me is, I would say being at peace i guess mental health is being at peace being able to be at peace at home being able to be at peace in just your daily daily reactions or just interactions with people and i think it's it's really making sure you're emotionally okay mentally you're okay and balanced and you're just overall well. Cause I feel like you can work on your physical fitness, you can work on, you know, your emotional, but I feel like your mental health is kind of like all of that tied in. What about you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, I guess it's more so the textbooky definition mm -hmm. just cause the nature of my work. Yeah, <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Vanessa's a, a LMSW. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> and LCSW coming soon. Claiming it. But I would say mental health is um, pretty much just the psychological and emotional turmoil and just stuff that people go through. Um, and as far as addressing mental health, I think a lot of the things that you noted are things that we do to try to address our mental health. Um, and I think prayer is a big one in the Haitian, I won't even just say Haitian, in the yeah. West Indian and black community. Yeah. Um, prayer is a big thing. They're like, well, you can pray this away. You can pray that away. You can pray this and that away. And honestly, some things you can't yeah, yeah. pray away. Like you gotta keep praying, but it's, you gotta do more than that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of, huh, a lot of our people, like to say prayer, 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 but they forget that prayer without works is dead. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like the part of, I guess, just, I don't want to say the whole religious side of it, but, or the spiritual side of it, but I feel like that side can be very toxic because like, even in like my own mental health journey, like trying to like, you know, like, you definitely go through different mental health challenges, like, especially, like, going into college, leaving college, like, that post-grad depression, yeah. in-grad, like, freaking seasonal Adult depression, <laughs> seasonal depression, like, there's so many types of different 
the pressures that you get and like trying to explain that to your parents sometimes or family sometimes is like, oh, it's your own job, like, or this is devil stuff. I'm like, no, it's not devil stuff. It's I'm just struggling right now emotionally and mentally. Like I need support and you're telling me I need to pray. And I'm like, yeah, I need to pray. But like, I also need a little bit more than that, you know, and that's the challenge of like having mental health issues or concerns or challenges and then like navigating that while being <laughs> Caribbean or Haitian and it compounds it yeah. while also being black because like just being black is like a layer to it all and literally then having the Haitian aspect is like well baby imagine <laughs> telling so uh, quick story mm -hmm. I went into undergrad for nursing, mm -hmm. like every Haitian child. Mm -hmm. um, and while I was, so I started at community college and when I switched mm -hmm. over, I went to my four year and I switched my major when I got to my four year. And I was just like, forget this. Yeah. And it's not even that the classes were hard. I just personally don't like to be around people that are sick um, as far as like coughing mm -hmm. or be around blood, like yeah, all of that. Get on it. Because I'm a germaphobe, I'm just like, and you want me to be in a hospital for the rest of No, no. Um, so me switching my major over um, was just such a big, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And mind you, I didn't tell my mom until the week before graduation mm -hmm. that I switched. For the week of graduation? Yeah. How did you make it that far? Your mom thought you, you were in a nursing program or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know she was devastated. Because, <laughs> you know, Haitians, side note, whenever Haitians have, like, their kids, like, being, like, a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, like, they're they're raving about it to all their friends. Yep. <laughs> and I let her rave. And I just looked and I stared. I was just like, at the end of the day, if I move, my plan was to move and not come back. Yeah. So I was like, if I move and I don't come back, how are you going to tell me that I'm not a nurse? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I ended up telling her because I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's my life and I'm going to have to live it. I'm wrong. You can talk all you want to <laughs> talk, even though you don't acknowledge the fact that I'm an adult. Um, and initially she was just like, Oh, people just need to pray more. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you you're going into this, mm -hmm. da, 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 whatever. I literally looked at her. I was just like, I'm going into this because of people like you. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. And she was upset and just like, da, 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 just on a whole tangent. Mm -hmm. Um, just to come to, you know, terms where now I like She's still iffy about it, but now she doesn't really say much. She'd be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't know you can still make money being, being yeah. <laughs> doing all that. I'm just like, bro. And um, one thing for me is that Haitians love emphasizing, oh, no, that person is just crazy. It's yeah. just demonic. It's just this. It's just that. When in reality, people go through things. Yeah. And a lot of Haitians specifically, I'll speak for Haitians, have... <laughs> Terrible PTSD. Yo, I think... Terrible, unaddressed PTSD. Haitian, like, mental health and hate, they gotta go in there and really put some work in because that's really, like, years and years of, like, trauma and, like... So, like, full disclaimer, like, I go to... I see a therapist once a week because I need it. Do your parents know you see a therapist? 
I, my parents think I'm crazy. <laughs> my parents think I'm absolutely, they think I'm like batshit crazy. They're like, you know, she's so emotional and she has no self-control over herself. You know, like they really need to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm like, I'm a, I'm just a communicative, expressive person. Like that doesn't make me crazy, but okay. So I see a therapist and like one thing my therapist was saying, like when I like talk about things with my parents is like your parents, especially if they're immigrants, like they come here with like their own traumas and then like just the trauma of like being in a new country and like having to raise kids and yeah. all that stuff. Like it's like you don't really realize how much trauma your parents are really carrying and they're literally carrying their parents' trauma and the trauma prior. So yeah. it's like you inherently inherit like a whole lineage of trauma and like that's what I also notice is or I realized and in, in my work in therapy is like a lot of the stuff that I was carrying was not even mine to carry you yeah. know like that's like my parents traumas and all that so like just having that ability to do that and realize like okay like I'm taking on all these things and I'm carrying so much and it's not mine to carry. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I think that's one of the reasons why I personally went into the field. Yeah. Um, is because, you know, so many of us, especially black women, Mm -hmm. whether you're West Indian, American, some type of African mm-hmm. across the diaspora, black women carry the trauma of their mothers. Yeah. And if you really think to look back, there's a lot of black men and women who have been raped and it's been ignored. A lot mm-hmm. of black women who have been assaulted. A lot mm-hmm. of black women who have just been verbally abused, mm-hmm. not alone, not even just physical abuse. Yeah. And they pass this down to their daughters which is why we get to this state where we have so many women just in that mindset of, I'm going to do things by myself, yeah. forget you, and I don't need you. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's important to have a certain level of, you know, self-sufficiency. Yeah. But that in turn kind of, you know, messes with your ability to be in a relationship and mm-hmm. to be a healthy partner, mm-hmm. your ability to be a healthy parent, because mm-hmm. you're sitting here with all this stuff that done happened to my mama, my grandmother, my aunt, my sister, my cousin, and all that is a thought in the back of your head while you're parenting your daughter, mm-hmm. which is why in Haitian households, your son is out here running wild, but your daughter, no, you need to stay in the house. No, you need to this. Yeah. No, you need to that. And that's just them not dealing with their unaddressed mm-hmm. trauma and their unaddressed yeah. histories that they're just passing along to us. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when I have clients that are, you know, of Caribbean descent specifically, I think that's one of the things that I love starting to address with mm-hmm. them just because when I started to address it in my own therapy, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Well, then yeah. I don't need to do all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you yeah, know, that's it's yeah. mind boggling when you start to connect the pieces of dang, like. Yeah, like, where did this feeling come from? And it's like, oh. You passed this shit. Yeah, (laughs) like, it wasn't even mine to even internalize, but I'm internalizing it. And it's like, there's that, and then there's also, like, just the stress of 
like being black and just being a black woman like you know like I would say like last year when that whole like movement with George Floyd and everything Mm -hmm. like my mental health like my security as a or my sense of security as a black woman during that time period like I was like I was afraid yeah because at that point I didn't know what white I'm sorry I you know I, I, <laughs> I definitely I have my white people I really rock with but I was terrified of y'all for a good chunk of 2020 because I mean like you know, like the police, just like passing by police and being terrified, like, I don't know what's going to happen to me or just like that part of it. Racism really plays a big or has a big hold or toll on us as a people too. And that's like a part of mental health that like, you know, like I was in undergrad, like I was studying like public health and a few things and like, that was like an area that I didn't even realize like how much racism really affects like our overall health and like our stress. And we just have so many more stressing factors just by breathing and being black. And that is a whole nother part of mental health that we as people need to consider because, you know, we really walk outside and, we're fearful of our brothers and our, our our dads and everyone leaving. And that really has a toll on you every day, you know? Yeah, no. And I think one thing is that it's been so normalized mm-hmm. that people don't seek help. Yeah. One. Two, also you gotta look at, looking at the state that we're in, the black mental health yeah. professionals are very, granted, you know, I feel like with our generation, yeah. it's grown drastically. Yeah. But when we were kids, all my school school psychologists, social workers, um, psych, the psychiatrists, they were all white women. Yeah. And my thing is, you know, having a white man in some of those positions, it's like, oh, whatever, they do that stuff yeah. um, as far as the psychiatrist goes. But having a white woman... I think for me, I mean, the first time I went to therapy, nothing against white therapists, but the first time I went to therapy, it was a white woman. And I just, I got it. (laughs) Next. Next. I'm out. I just think it's so much, it's so much easier when, and I like to say this a lot to all my clients, all my friends, Mm -hmm. look for a therapist that suits you. Yeah. Look for a therapist that you feel like you'll be able to go into the room and relate to them. Because mm-hmm. um, for me personally, just going to a white woman and trying to, you know, not only explain my past trauma mm-hmm. and all the stuff that I've been through, but also putting that cultural piece yeah. of me, not only being black, but being the, ch- the child yeah. of an immigrant yeah. um, and my church piece yeah. is too much. Like um, they literally cannot grasp what we experience yeah and that's not to say you know you need to go to a black clinician because there's some people that thrive and do well Mm -hmm. with their white clinicians Mm -hmm. but i just think it's important for us as black women black men Mm -hmm. minorities in general to make sure that when we go to 
therapy, when we go to, not even just therapy, when we go to doctors, when we go to therapy, when we do all that stuff, we make sure that it's somebody that suits us. Yeah. It's someone that before I sit in your chair or sit on your couch and tell you my whole life story, I'm asking you things that I know are going to come up and that I need to know that, you know, mm -hmm. you have some type of understanding understanding yeah. or are able to have some type of empathy that's yeah. not, that's genuine and not just like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, like you bitch, want, you don't need to say me sorry. Yeah, like you want to be able to not necessarily relate, but to, again, like how you said, for someone to empathize, like, okay, I understand this is a part of your culture and kind of like not in the sense that it's surprising to them where there's that judgment, you know? Cause yeah. You can definitely, like I've definitely been to some white therapists and they're like, well, wow. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I know, you know, this is what it's like to be black <laughs> and Haitian. But it is really important, like, in my journey, in my mental health, is <laughs> to really have someone that understands me because, you know, like, you go to therapy for guidance and to work through your life problems and how can you go to someone who kind of doesn't understand your life experience or can't really... Empathize. empathize or you know like I definitely went on campus when I was an undergrad to the little mm -hmm. they are wrong as hell for putting those people on campus <laughs> I mean like I used to want to do that yo, actually <laughs> I used to be like yo why the heck like who who hired you <laughs> but then I moved on and then I was seeing um a Latina um, therapist, and she was great. Like, how long did it take you to find a therapist that you actually liked? Um, well, she aside from like my whole school thing because it was free. Yeah. Once I left, I found um her, and she was great. But then the thing with some therapists are they eventually go private, and then you gotta uh, yeah, I had to find someone else. So then. Sorry, guys. I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I had to go to someone else that I wasn't really connecting with or I just didn't feel that connection. And she was black. And, you know, like, I just couldn't connect with her. Yeah. And then, luckily, I found my therapist now who's Haitian. And it's really nice because I don't really have to explain, spend, yeah, certain explain things. myself. Like, yeah. She just gets it. So yeah. it's nice. No, I, And I yeah. think that's another piece that people don't, like, I like to tell my clients, I'd be like, if you feel like we don't click and you don't like me, let me know yeah. so I can send you somewhere yeah. else. Um, and I think a lot of, not a lot, but some therapists aren't as open as far as saying that. And mm -hmm. I just feel like if I'm supposed to be helping you, because let me say this now, therapy does not fix you. Yeah. Therapy is not a... You really have to do the work. It's not It's not you sewing. The therapist is not going to sew you together. That's not what we're here to do because we have our own problems as well. And we see therapists as well. Um, but it's more so, you know, a guide and a clear head as yeah. well as us incorporating certain things and having certain difficult conversations that you don't have. Mm -hmm. And you want to be having those conversations with somebody that you feel like you click with. Yeah. Granted, it doesn't have to be somebody that you're like, oh, this bestie. would be my bestie yeah. if I wasn't seeing you. Yeah. But it needs to be somebody that you're like comfortable with, yeah. you click with, Unless, and you enough to be open with. Yeah, yeah. Because I will say, like, 
at first, my therapist definitely was just like, you know, like, if we don't click or if you ever feel like this is not something yeah. suitable for you, like, don't feel like you have to stay. stay. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So, like, I tried it out with her and, you know, sometimes she says things and I'm like, damn, <laughs> Jesus, like, uh. <laughs> but it's like, at the same time, you know, like, you're therapist is also not going to be your best friend Facts. And i think people like kind of Facts. go into therapy thinking like oh my god like this is gonna be like my like bestie that we can talk about everything with i'm like no your therapist Girl. has to challenge you and sometimes you're not going to like what they say and sometimes Girl. it's gonna be uncomfortable and you want to hang up on them or leave but i've gotten hung it up <laughs> yeah, really yeah <laughs> But no. Confessions of a black therapist. I want to hear it all. But no. But my thing is that I always say that I'm like, listen, I'm mad chilling. I'm cool. Yeah. This is your healing journey. I'm just here as a guide and to probe so you and weird. ask certain questions. Yeah. And I tell them, I'll be like, if you need to hang up and you can't have this conversation right now, just be like, Vanessa, not today. Yeah. And I'll be like, cool, I'm gonna be here. I'm yeah. waiting for you to come back, and we will have the conversation. If it's not today. It's gonna happen eventually. Don't think you won't come here, sit in my chair, and ah, key, key, key. No, I'm not your friend. Accountability <laughs> coach, okay? I'm not your friend. That's not what we're here to yeah. do. Granted, my friends know that we go, we sit in the chair, and ha, ha, key, key, on a regular. But that's what will get in your ass, okay? I don't. I don't no, think I do. No, that. me and you are this. Me and you are the same. Where like. Like, you're not afraid to ask certain questions. Oh, yeah. Yet. Like, if you see something, you will try and go deeper. Yeah. And I like to go <laughs> deeper, too. True. I'm getting your ass, okay? <laughs> you don't want me as a therapist. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> long, long story short, your therapist is not your friend. They're there to challenge you yeah. and make you do certain things, like journaling yeah. or homework. I love giving homework. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll get a little assignment. And I'm oh. like, okay. I give homework every time. Really? Yeah. She thought this was fun and games. <laughs> what do you think you're, in, in the words of Leonard, what do you think you pay me to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell me like it is. <laughs> tell me what I don't want to hear. <laughs> Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, but to keep on, you know, mental health within Caribbean mm -hmm. communities, I think one thing that's important is, um, and also one of the reasons that I went into this field is just making sure that when parents, because um, I predominantly work with children, mm -hmm. so when parents come and they bring their child to therapy, I like to say, you know, therapy is not getting rid of your religion. Mm -hmm. Therapy is not getting rid of God. Therapy is not saying, oh, I'm going to a therapist mm -hmm. or a psychiatrist or a psychologist who's going to fix everything because mm -hmm. God can't fix mm -hmm. it. Therapy is you coming and having somebody get in your butt yeah. and God probably using that person to ask certain questions because yeah. sometimes, you know, even in our day-to-day -day conversations, sometimes we'll ask stuff and then we get home, we're like, why did I even ask that? Yeah. And really, it's not even you asking, it's God using you mm -hmm. because this person needs certain yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I'm glad that, you know, our generation is starting to be so much more open as far as, you know, going to therapy. Um, you getting blown up. 
That's why who, who finished the workout, sis? Shout out to my friend Marla. <laughs> Just got that running, girl. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm really glad that mental health for minorities and black people does not look how it looked when I was a child. Yeah. Cause let me tell you, baby, going through um I lost my father when I was Damn, how old was I? When I was young, when I was yeah. in elementary school. Yeah. Um, and they like put me in this grief group and I'm just sitting here with all these white kids, mm -hmm. white clinician, and I'm just like, I can't relate. Yeah. We can't relate. Yeah. Like, y'all lost people and I understand that, but I don't care to be sitting here listening to you complain about my mom's not doing this, that sis no. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm very much glad that, you know, group therapy um, and individual therapy is evolving and mm -hmm. looks so much different than what it did when we were younger, as far as who's who the people are that are leading these clinical groups. Because there's yeah. always been, you know, Black case managers yeah. um, and Black people, you know, doing certain things, but not necessarily in the psychologist or the psychiatrist or the leading roles yeah. but i'm glad things are you know yeah like that shit i think for me like my my goal for or my hope for our community is like i feel like women also are very like we're kind of normalized to the idea of like visiting therapists and yeah. stuff and my hope is that men specifically more black men yeah like go and seek therapy too because like you know it's so crazy to me there's actually so i will give credit to mm -hmm. a lot of black men because there's actually a lot of black men in therapy mm -hmm. and it's not even that they're like being mandated because yeah. of court or because of drugs or because of certain things like that because i've seen black men go there i'm like yes Yo, go ahead to them. yes that, um, like i think that in itself like you know like as a community or as a race, we all have like our own like black trauma and, and things. But yeah. I think for men and women, it's, it's like so different. different yeah. But like both equally like stressful and you know, yeah tough. But like I just think about it sometimes. Like I have brothers and you know past experiences and relationships. Like I would tell them or talk to them and be like, you know, like maybe like you should talk to someone or maybe you should like turn to a counselor or yeah and like and they'll look resistance. at you crazy and i'm like ooh, i'm glad shout out to all my male friends yeah. because they're all in therapy and half the time be be asking me you go see your therapist i'm like leave me the hell well, that's so powerful like and that's like something honestly like i wish for everyone like once i got into therapy like and i experienced it and i was like wow i really wish that for literally everyone can benefit from therapy like even if you don't think there's anything wrong with you like just having the ability to talk Listen, to someone being a minority in america yeah you got a reason to go to therapy <laughs> just breathing <laughs> and i and honestly i'll take that back because it's not even america i think being a part of a minority group in general whether yeah. it's america or an island or the uk mm -hmm. being a minority anywhere mm -hmm. 
is a reason to go to therapy, yeah. especially if you a dark skinned person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's yeah. not. We won't get started on the colorism. But that is a very big issue, you know. And I know. So one of my friends, um, shout out to Conduct Podcast, mm-hmm. Tina, mm-hmm. was actually telling me about some things you know that she's went through as a light skinned woman. I'm like, oh, I thought y'all had it all peaches and cream because I was I was out here being called milk, midnight, blackie, charcoal. I definitely was bullied for being light skinned and first of all, I, I didn't even know if I'm light skinned or not because half the people tell me I'm light skinned and other people are like, you're black, you're dark, you're dark. And I'm just like, I don't care what I am, but like, can you leave me the hell alone? I'm black, period. No. <laughs> I can't. No, that's a, that's a whole. We'll leave that topic all together. Episode five. Yeah, stay stay tuned. In. Yeah. Um, but I think we're we're coming towards the end. Yeah. Wrapping up. Moral of the story is, guys, is you know, let's normalize black mental health. Let's normalize and continue to normalize going to therapy and. Therapy doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with you. Therapy means that you want to work at yourself and get to know yourself better and find better ways to go about yourself. And that's my goal or hope for everyone is that they can find some type of outlet, even if it's not necessarily seeing it. A mental health counselor or maybe you can just Start with going to the gym, yeah. doing some yoga, breath work, journaling. journaling. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see you guys in a few with our shameless plugs. Yes, sir. All right, we are back with our shameless plugs yet again. Sage, you want to go first? Yeah, so my um, shameless plug for this month is a app called Liberate. So Liberate is a meditation app that is black owned. Um, It's the only meditation app that is really created to be a safe space for um, the black community. Um, And what I like about this app is that they have different focus areas pretty much tailored to pretty much speaking the realities of what it's like to be black. So they have areas focused on um, anxiety, depression, microaggressions, internalized racism, um, forgiveness, gratitude. Um, And I will say, um, so like throughout quarantine, while we had like this really big social justice um, movement, like I will say we, at least for myself, like I was feeling very uneasy and having this app really helped with like all those just frustrations and strengths or challenges that I was facing at that time. So it's nice. And I will say all the meditations that are on there are all by black practitioners. Um, and it's, they have like over 200 like different meditations on there. So is it free? Um, so they have a free trial and then after that trial period, you have to pay like two ninety nine or something a month. Oh, that's not but bad. But I think they had a promotion um, where they were giving out two or three months free. So I think it's worth it um, even to get involved and like follow some of the people that are on there. 
because they put out free content, but it's a really dope app to use. And I feel like it really supports the black community really. And just being very intentional and having another place that's a safe space for us. So what about you? I might have to check. Yeah, it's the Liberty app and the info for it will be in our description for our episode. Yeah. Oh, also guys, the info for all of our shameless plugs from every episode is in the description for our episodes and we put their Instagram tags, their websites and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so for me today, it is going to be Goddess Council, who is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> um, so Goddess Council is pretty much a, um, it's run, it was started by Kat Lantigua. Mm-hmm. I can't say her name well, properly. Um, but it is pretty much just a community of women, um, and we have journaling sessions, we have um, fika breaks, which is kind of like, you know, breaks during the day. It's just a group of women that are very much open. Um, it's a safe space to speak, a safe space to journal. And we have, there's like this whole little, um, on Mighty Networks, it's kind of like our own Instagram, mm-hmm. but just for people that are a part of Goddess Council, where you can vent, cry, laugh, <laughs> um, and stuff. There's also programs with like where you have a pen pal, accountability partners. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing organization and open to women. Sorry, fellas, it's, it's all women. <laughs> Sorry. It's all women, um, but yeah, it's amazing. My friend Sam actually put me on to them um and i do journaling sessions mm-hmm. at 8 a.m on wednesdays and 8 a.m on fridays they're actually having a journaling session this monday let me get involved oh yeah they're having sign up. they're having a journaling session this monday that's going to be led by a haitian um create i think she's a clinician mm-hmm. i'm not sure hold on yeah so she's a haitian meditation and journaling guide mm-hmm. um so i'm excited for that but yeah definitely check them out at goddess council membership is now kind of you know a little i guess more structured mm-hmm. um where you have to apply mm-hmm. just so that we can make sure like cat is really big on making sure that it's a safe community yeah. and a safe space mm-hmm. um for women and yeah yeah so you guys, you guys have two nice resources to really facilitate this month, really. Check them out. Let me know if you have any questions on Goddess Council. You're welcome to DM us on our Instagram page mm-hmm. or my Instagram page or DM Goddess Council's Instagram page. And take advantage of the free trials yeah. for the Liberate app because I will say some of them are five minutes, some of them are 25 minutes, but it is really nice. Yeah. And sometimes all you need is five minutes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But all right, guys, we will see you guys next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.